Praise the Lord. Thank you all for coming in and uh, listening to this. This is a message uh, that God helped me deliver last Tuesday. And uh, this message was given to a few of my friends at a church in London. The title of this message is called God of Hope. I have attached uh, in the blog the PowerPoint presentation and uh, the theme that I would love to explore is from the Romans chapter 15 verse 13. Before we start, just just quieten our hearts and just pray and say, Lord, thank you so much for giving me an opportunity to share this already. Thank you for giving me an opportunity to share this to people who are listening to me. Um, pray that it's your name that's glorified. I could raise your name above every other name. Amen. To start off, um, let's read the verse. Romans chapter 15 verse 13. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. To those who don't know um, the book of Romans, it was written by Paul to the church in Rome. Uh, their church in Rome was a quite a strange place. You know, initially there was a, you know, the Jewish Christians or Christians who were from Jewish background who had come in to faith and who known Jesus Christ and by the power of the Holy Spirit been amazingly bringing in the gospel in that place. And all of a sudden, um, during uh, one of the kings, the emperors in the place uh, they were forced to leave the jews are forced to leave rome for a short period of time and then um move back to other places and after some period of time they were allowed to come back into rome again by this time they came back the church that they had started the church that they were that was there had now been filled with new converts from the gentile community and they were thriving and now these jews come back who are part of this church and they say hey wait this used to be a church but it does not feel like a church because the gentiles did not have the entire structure the jews had and there was often this um collision between the gentiles and the jews because the jews said no wait we need to be Jews in Christ because you know Jews were part of the promise of Christ and Janelle said no but the promise of Christ was for all nations and Paul being the father figure he writes this beautiful letter to them saying hey uh, Jews yes it says from the root of Jesse that's in Romans 15 you will see this thing um, from the root of Jesse will come the promise uh, but Gentiles he is going to be your ruler and he is from the road of Jesse. So it's not a question of either or, but it's the question of we both. And that is why he begins chapter 15 with the statement, we who are strong have an obligation to bear with the failings of the weak and not please ourselves. So he's telling to the church, and I think as a wider church, and now most of us are the Gentile church for us, this is something that we also have 
that is common we who come from various points and places with our strength and our faith we come into this mixture of believers and sometimes we are often caught in this entire place where we say ah you see uh, this person is bad and we should you know avoid this person or this person is not that holy and therefore um, i'm better than him and paul says hey guys listen this is not that place to compare and say i am a better christian but rather a place to know that we are a christian means we are part of the body of christ so your legs cannot be better than your hands and therefore it's a place where we jointly work together and build each other up so in uh, 15 verse 2 it says let each of us please his neighbor for his good to build him up to edify him and uh, and he says may the god of endurance and encouragement grant you to live in such harmony with another that together you may with one voice glorify god the god and father of our lord jesus christ therefore welcome one another in christ as christ has welcomed you and do this all for the glory of god this is the base that we look out to and uh, i believe it also adds in with the message god taught me some months ago about sanctification being a communal process where we all act in order to find ways to help our brothers and sisters and help them find ways to help us be glorified and be confirmed into the image of christ in our daily walk with christ so that is our encouragement that is where we stand on and then he says thus then may the god of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing so that by the power of the holy spirit you may be abound in hope and this is today's place we know these things one that god has called us to build one another two we are no better than anyone else we are all saved by christ three it is for our salvation christ died and therefore our hope is rested in him and all of the time we hear people preach about um the god of peace and god of love be your encouragement and we often forget that even in um First Corinthians thirteen it says, um, "Now these three things remain: faith, hope, and love. And the greatest of it is love." And we see portions in James saying, "You contend for your faith, work for your faith, strive for your faith." Ryle Paul says, "I will run this race." And most of us Christians look at it and a place where we say, "Oh, I'm going to run faster than my brother in Christ." No, that is not the point. You are running against. not your brother and sister in christ but you're running against yourself you're running against your the weight that holds you down the sin and shame that holds you down and you're running for the prize that christ has set not the world has set or christ has set against your brother and say oh so when you have to run this race to win be better than xyz so we know that but right now god says may the god of hope and that is today's point that often we content for faith and we content for love and we do not content enough for hope what 
does hope mean? Today, it's a very short message. He says, may the God of hope, he is the author of hope. May this God, the one who is the author of hope, may he fill you with joy and peace. How does he fill you with joy and peace? In your belief. Now this is back to your faith that each of us strengthen each other in faith. And adding into that, God of hope, the author of hope will fill us joy as we keep building each other's faith. Building our peace, putting on us a bedrock to say, yes, my faith is rested on the solid ground. I do not trust in the frame. I do not trust in this frame of mind. I do not trust in this frame of belief. I do not trust in my frame even of my awareness of stuff. A Matt Chandler, a pastor in USA, um, had gone through cancer, um, sorry, brain tumor some years ago. And he um, was explaining his testimony and he was saying one of his biggest fear was because they had to do this brain tumor, uh, take this brain tumor out, uh, one of the things the doctors scared him was that he might lose his cognitive fun- reasoning. That means the ability to take one thing and take the next thing and try to join them together in your brain. Like, we that's what we've been doing right now. We've been taking that there is a God who has, Christ has died for us and that his sacrifice is good for us and that brings us in front of God because God is holy. All these three things we take together and we work it out and then really we realize what the death of Christ means to us. In the same manner, um, man, uh, that function is called cognitive reasoning, taking different things and adding it together to see how they fit together. And and Matt was saying that this was the place where he had to bring in the hope that even if his cognitive reasoning is gone, there is a God who could hope for. So this is our bedrock, that God is a God of hope. Things can be extremely hard and bad for you at this moment, my dear brothers and sisters. And I don't know what you are going through. And um, a few weeks ago, I was going through this entire um, nightmare, especially only in one night. I was going to this place where I had some issues with my visa and, and I was struggling to get sleep that night. Um, the the, uh, the Puritan sayings came into my head, um, like a Spurgeon saying, the sovereignty of God is a pillow on which a child of sleep, a child of God sleeps at night. I tossed and turned with a thought in my pillow. My wife tried to console me and comfort me, but I think one thing that worked was coming back to God, and we both kept praying and saying, God, give us hope to sleep this night. And this verse works in that place, saying, He is the author of hope. Let's take the worst case scenario. You know, for us, hope does not make meaning till we have exhausted our resources. You know, we want hope to work only when we know that we have ran out of everything that we can do. We are people like that. Um, We want 
and we see hope only effective when we wish we had a time machine i'm not sure whether all of you or any of you think like me but there are those days when i said oh no this is not what i should have done and i really wish i had a time machine to go back and correct it and that is a place where we need hope because we know there's nothing we can do in the present tense to undo the things that we did in the past if only if only we were smart enough to do that or if only we had the right time or if only we had opened our wallets and seen that uh this thing was going to expire or if only we had read a letter that someone gave us before or if only we had opened the bible and prayed half an hour ago and got that verse that we needed to be comforted if only and this is a place where god comes and says listen i am to be your hope let's take the worst situation and then say if only if only i was a righteous person if only i followed every commandments of the god if only i did everything right and then only i would have seen god and been with god and have eternal life but i cannot i cannot go back in time i realized paul says i realized what is wrong only after i did it was wrong only when i knew the law i realized whatever i've been living my life has been a sin so there is no point of saying if only there and that is where god of hope comes in he says even in those moments where you say if only i was a righteous person if only i could have done everything right christ came in that moment and said i will carry your shame your burdens your misery your sins and i will bear them and i will die as a sacrificial lamb on your behalf this is christ saying i will take away your ifollies and i will give you a reason to hope what is our reason to hope that christ bore our sin and the sin that we did was paid was been paid at the court of god the punishment had been carried out justice had been served for our mistake and the justice was done properly that christ bore the punishment he was crushed but the graves couldn't hold him he was buried but death could not stop him he rose back to life declaring victory over every burden that we carry if christ could do that for our worst hopelessness he is perfectly sufficient for any hopelessness that is the point of this place may the god of hope he god being that author of hope he is the one who gives us hope and he is the one who gave us christ may he fill us with joy why the joy that is deep rooted in the knowledge that there is someone who loves me may he give me peace that 
I have a right standing with God and God is a God who will stand for me. And that is the belief that you and I build in each other. We edify each other. How does this happen? How does this entire thing happen daily? That is the last part of the verse. So that by the power of hope, Holy Spirit, you are constantly being filled in and in more and more with hope. The psalmist says in Samson that he makes my cup overflow. What does he make my cup overflow with? He makes my cup overflow with hope and hope in him. And that is our strength. That we have a God who saw us at our hopelessness. That he provided enough and sufficiently more for our hopelessness. That we were not only paid for, our sins were not only paid for, our justice was not only carried, but even our righteousness is accounted to Jesus Christ. And that gives us hope. Therefore, we do not have to be hopeless today when we have issues with our visas or we have issues with our jobs or we have issues with our marriage or we have issues with our children or we have issues with whatever or the ministry. Brothers and sisters, this is where our hope is. The song goes, the hope is built on nothing less but Jesus Christ and his righteousness. I dare now trust in the deep the sweetest frame, but I will wholly trust in his, in the name of Jesus. That song tells us that this is why we have hope. Because at our worst, he was sufficient. At our weakest, he was sufficient. And that sufficiency is there with us. And um, we know this is God who works in us. He says, may the God of encouragement, that's 15 verse 5, and the God of endurance, he will grant you to live in such harmony with one another that you may have one voice to glorify God. He's saying this entire thing, this entire action of the Holy Spirit building us in hope is not just meant for us, it's meant for all of us. And that is how he wants us to be hopeful. In Romans 5, 3 to 5, it says, Not only that, but we rejoice in a suffering, knowing the suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces in a character, a character that brings us hope. And this hope does not put us to shame, because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. How does God Filled us every day with the Holy Spirit because of His love. Because of His love, God is pouring in our heart reasons to hope, reasons to hope. Take down paper or pen and a pen and write down reasons to hope. First point I was a sinner and He gave me hope to know that my sins are forgiven. At the next, at the next. And you will find out that today, Whatever stands in front of you, they still have a hope. Most of us often look back at life and say, Yeah, let God's will be done. And um, this is a bit of an apologetic position, but um, 
you know like a lot of religions including islam has a very similar statement that says inshallah which means god will be done and we also love to think of that in the very same manner but the reason why when we say it matters differently is because when you say god's will be done we're not talking about god who whose will will be done uh, regardless of what we go through but rather um in romans 8 it says why god's will will be done for all things work together for the good of those who love him and then we realize oh wait the god that we believe in the god that we follow is a god who says i am your reason for hope i am the one who loves you i'm the one who wants you i'm the one who cares for you it says in romans 8:24 for in this we hope for in this hope we are saved in what hope that god has adopted us as sons and that he is going to redeem our bodies he is going to change us into himself he is going to make us more like him and we do not see this change happening in our lives but we know that we when we wait in patience it affect it makes us faithful it adds into our faith no in romans 8 it ends up this beautiful way uh 38 says for i am sure that neither death nor life nor angels nor rulers nor things present nor things to come nor powers nor heights nor depth nor anything else in the whole creation will be able to separate us from the love of god in christ jesus our lord and because of that just because of that we know there's a god who is extremely extremely for us in loving us who cares for us and we are adopted into his family as his child cared for blessed by loved throughout living in the fellowship of the holy spirit then we definitely have a reason for hope so may the god of hope fill you with joy and in peace in believing and strengthening your belief so that by the power of holy spirit you are bound in hope your cup overflows in hope that people around you may taste and see this hope god bless you all